0: I um, love uh, the whole thing that then I saw this week. Was it this week or last week after the uh, after the Celtic game? Was it where they played Lazio and they had that like? Um, oh yeah, 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 they had all the banners up about that. Yeah, uh, Mussolini's a, a, a big old bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, his what is it? His granddaughter was like, "Oh, uh, that's uh, ducephobia or whatever." Oh my God. she's
1: really starting to try. <laughs> and get I'm not that recording. Word. Oh, no, it's silencing me
0: again. It's not silencing you. It is. No, it isn't. You're number four.
1: Hello. Test, test. (laughs) Testing. (laughs) Didn't you want to introduce a bill or something to
2: make it illegal? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, To make criticism of uh, Mussolini uh, illegal. It's not working.
0: It is working. You're number four. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Oh, I am number four. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm... I guess I'll do this in the meantime while we're...
0: Trying to get her at our levels right. Okay, keep going. Yeah, keep talking. But yeah, no, she's yeah, really trying to get
3: that whole Dolce phobia thing off the ground. Dolce phobia? Were, were you afraid
0: of sweets? <laughs> no, Duche phobia, not Dolce. God, Dulce-phobia. God damn it. Dulce <laughs> phobia.
3: Uh, yeah, Nick, cut that. Make it sound like I know Italian. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> they don't
2: say it in the history books, but you know, the Daily Show in, in fascist Italy would always take him down by calling him Il Dolce. <laughs> instead of, uh, there's no way he's him. coming back from this. Mussolini's uh, done yeah. for.
3: Now will save the Ethiopians. <laughs> we did it.
0: <laughs> hey, welcome to your weekly Corner Spadey. Uh, I'm your host, Nick, joined by the full gang of uh, myself, Rob. Hey. Kieran. Yep. Yulia hi (laughs) no one had a joke wow that's like the first time ever (laughs) we don't want to embarrass ourselves it is a serious episode and we have a very special guest today uh one that i've wanted to have on this show since we did it and i kind of just like spitballed it that'd it be fun and we actually
1: got him on (laughs) just uh, because i slid it into his dms exactly Uh, (laughs) oh slid that's okay (laughs) (laughs) you're
0: fine uh we have kerem schamberger here to talk about uh, 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 how Turkey is good and <laughs> how uh, there's nothing, no, there's no ethnic cleansing happening. This <laughs> no, is a no, TRT no World <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> TRT Deutsch, <nice>. TRT <laughs> Deutsch, exactly, but in English. Who would some. be the
2: Bill Gates of the TOT? Because Bill Gates famously just bankrolling Vox and yeah, yeah, yeah. just gets is complete he? softball interviews. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what billionaire would be. Funding CEO to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you have it.
0: Or, I don't know, who's like a really big Turkish billionaire? Are there billionaires in Turkey? I don't know. We'll find Pre- that out. This sounds like a
1: Mega Rika <laughs> episode.
0: Yeah. Which we
3: don't, we don't have time for a Mega yeah. at the moment. I know. Um, we'll, we'll come wow. back
0: to that.
3: Good. What does Turkey's billionaire? <laughs> I'll i I'll, I'll
0: check. Right <laughs> right, don't worry. Just check right now. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, uh, we originally wanted to have Kerem just come on and just talk about. Rojava and Kurdistan, and why that's good for the left and all that. However, in recent um,
1: D- in the place. recent news
0: <laughs> cycle of the past month, with the uh, uh, invasion of northern Syria, uh, this topic is probably even more relevant now um, with the uh, 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 the geopolitical situation, the situation for the left, and all that. So, yeah. Uh, you didn't, you also didn't say like, welcome, welcome. Kerem, and you're like, yeah. hi, thanks. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I can do that. I can uh, say we're very uh, okay, <laughs> Hi, hi. <laughs> uh, h- how are you this fine evening?
4: Yeah, I'm quite fine, yeah.
0: How was your trip from Munich? Was it good? Uh,
4: actually, I'm coming from Erlangen right now because I had some oh, stuff to do, to do there. That's like
0: an hour away from Munich. This <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> two it's, oh, okay. <laughs> it's two hours. Oh, okay. It's two hours. my German geography. But, um, I no. heard Ireland. <laughs> <It's like laughs> okay, all right, move on, move on. <laughs> good me. So I guess just very in your briefest way that you possibly can uh, <laughs> uh, summarize uh, uh, thousands of years of, of history of the Kurds <laughs> and uh, 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 who they are and why they don't have a state. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, how, how is the situation then of like let's say I don't know since the Syrian civil war is, has has developed? Um, how have the Kurds then once again become a thorn in Turkey's side? Because this has this has a a a history that's been going on for a long time, and obviously we can't, you know, like I said, we can't bring thousands of years of a cultural, um, you know, group to a, uh, uh, you know, fully talk about it. But nonetheless, like just your quickest overview of that. Actually,
4: I wouldn't say that the the Kurds living in northern Syria are like threatening Turkey in any way. Like I, I think they. They took the o- opportunity during the like the beginning of the civil war, which is also an international war in 2011, 2012, uh, that like the Assad regime got weakened, weakened, and so it had to retre- retreat some from some spaces or areas in uh, in Syria, and the Kurds, together with uh, several other ethnic minorities, uh, took the possibility and established the so-called self-governing structures. Um, like uh, uh, kind of a council democracy, like in German we call it rete Demokratie. we have some mm-hmm. experiences with that in Munich as well 100 mm-hmm. years ago, Kurt Eisner for example and uh, I think Turkey wa- is afraid that this Rojava thing could spread over to like the Kurds mm-hmm. living in Turkey as well and uh, mm-hmm. if we look uh, In in the last four or five years, actually, there were some developments going into that direction. I think after the collapse of the so-called peace talks between the Turkish government and the Kurdish freedom movement, which were ended by AKP and Erdogan, Mm -hmm. uh, the people in different Kurdish cities said, "Okay." if there is no like possibility to solve this thing or this problem by negotiating with the state, we're going to take our destiny in our own hands. And then they said, okay, we're going to establish self-governing structures like our friends in northern Syria did already. And like the reaction... Like in Turkey, but also in northern Syria, what we are experiencing right now is like devastating. It's like in like in 2015, 2016, uh, the Turkish army killed four or five thousand people in uh, like Turkish, like Kur- Kurdish Turkish areas, and now it is doing the same again. And the, I think the underlying main or core reason for that is that the way of living, which is adored or presented by Kurdish people. Uh, is not fitting to the idea of a nation state which is was established in 1923 which we call Turkish Republic now, because they just know one uh, identity, Turkish male Sunni and Kurds are not Turkish, they are not just Sunni, they are also Alevi, they are also Yazidi, they are also Christians uh, and there are like, they are having that's very, for, for them, the women issue is also very important, so that's why it's threatening the core or the the fundament of the Turkish state, and that's why it's raging or waging the war right now against northern Syria.
1: Yeah, actually, um, I would like to ask you if you could like elaborate on like the significance of Rojava for the international left, and like its organizational structure, and um, like something like about like what what is actually going on there, like what is happening, why is it, it, is, uh, why is it important for us, for example, as Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, five people sitting there's S- five people yeah. <laughs> sitting <laughs> on, if you explicitly explained how like, it's important to me <laughs> 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 Why person
5: you
4: just met Irish, <laughs> Irish guy probably for you it would be important too I'm sold I don't know how your feelings were in the last weeks like for me I, of course I haven't lived back then but for example, in April '39, when the fascist uh, dictatorship of Franco won and declared its victory, I think it mu- must have been the same feelings for the people. Or uh, when we woke up on the 11th or 12th of September '73, when Aliende was uh, murdered by uh, Pinochet's fascist thugs. So it's, I think we are like if we are not able to resist this, we are experiencing, we will be experiencing a global defeat of the global left. So it's not. Just a Kurdish cur- thing. It's not just a thing for leftists in the Middle East. It's I think it's uh, very important for all leftist or progressive socialist and communist people uh, mm-hmm. around the whole world, because uh, Rojava was and still is, of course, the living example that uh, society is changeable. It's a kind of a concrete utopia. Uh, Of course, with a lot of shortcomings and a lot of problems, I mean, it it is war, at the end it is war. But this war opened the gate or the window to create something new, like based on, as I told you, council democracy, feminism, ecology, which is very important, not just for the Kurdish people, but as well for us.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I agree. well, yeah, I mean, like uh, just just to like quickly interject, mm-hmm. there was always kind of because we were kind of talking amongst ourselves about this question in a similar historical context, and that was kind of like the same things that we more or less came up with. Is that like there are a lot of parallels to like the Spanish Civil War, um, to um, yeah, like you mentioned with Chile as well, and how then seeing then what happens when that opportunity? I mean, given... Spanish Civil War had a bunch of other crazy things happen. I mean, I've seen that then you can compare Syria either to Spain in the 30s or Greece in the 40s with just like factions everywhere just breaking up entirely, you know, and and both in those situations failed, you know, and it's kind of interesting to then see um, how you have this blip of history that then could actually – what is been such like a beacon of hope for the left, of having then, like what you were saying, the women's movement, the, the you know, local. So, uh, uh, um, what's it called? The, the What's the English word for rete république? I don't even know. Like, uh, uh, political uh, council democracy? Republic? Council <laughs> republic? I don't know. It's just right? like translated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. you the native. Democratic confederation. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> like d- d- yeah, democratic <laughs> confederalism is like yeah. uh, uh, Eugelan's, like, general theme. yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, it's just. I it also
1: said Rete "republic" because this is like a term. Yeah. I, I kept don't don't trying to translate. Like that. The only thing that would ever come I up is Soviet. I don't want to use the word <laughs> Soviet because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's not exactly this,
4: a yeah. Soviet thing because yeah. like people are not organized by being soldiers, workers, women. They're organized uh, in the places where they're actually living in the villages and mm-hmm. the parts of the cities.
3: Yeah, I I think the there has been like an inspiration. Uh, there has been movements in particularly Western Europe and actually in Catalonia, ironically, that have been kind of inspired by this, and it's usually the term they would use is radical municipalism.
0: Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. Yeah. then we'll yeah. stick with that. Then cool.
4: okay. <laughs> the democracy from below. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 not a centralised, centralised democracy, but from below.
0: Um, then I, I guess, like on that, just simply on that, like how, like, like what does then this democratic action in in kurdistan look like because what we t- i think what, what what people typically see is just like the 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 mil- like the militant aspect yeah, 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 of it yeah yeah you know but the to fighters, then yeah, yeah. which is good obviously fighting against isis and against fascism is always good but then how at the same time too like this cultivation of an actual what I would argue is, is, is the beginnings of a socialist project or a socialist state. Mm-hmm. What differs then in Rojava that then is dif- like differs to then previous projects that we've seen of this or other examples of socialism? Like what makes like there is something like genuinely unique about this project that that like needs some dissecting like
4: so actually the the fighting thing the military thing I would say it is, is just 20 30%. Yeah. Of course right now during the war of aggression it's it's way higher but mm-hmm. when there is no concrete war uh, it's like not the most important thing. Uh, if you go to the Kandil mountains, it's a mountainous region in the northern Iraq, s- south Kurdistan where the PKK headquarters is located. I talked to the people there Uh, And uh, also there, fighting is not the main thing. The main thing is education. Uh, Educating yourself and educating the people around you or the people with with whom you are in contact with. And the the same thing was happening in in Rojava too, for example. I, I went there last year for four weeks to conduct some research for my doctoral thesis. It's about Kurdish journalism. But what I experienced there that they are uh, they having established uh, structures on changing the society not by force but by like conv- conv- conviction, conv- Überzeugung, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, convincing people Convi- by, conv- <laughs> by convincing people. For example, uh, the women's movement, the women movement, movement which is a huge move. I, I would say it's the, the 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 biggest women movement in the world. Uh, they have established in every city and also in every p- little parts of the city some like women's centers, where uh, women can come together and discuss their problems in, the, in their daily life, but also political stuff. But not ju- it's not just for the women. For example, I talked to a comrade from the women's movement and she told me, for example, when we're having a man or a husband who's beating his wife or his, is not letting his uh, young daughters go to university they are uh, telling the man okay you have to come to the center and then we're going to discuss with him mm. and so for okay. example i think if we if we would have a look at the german left or i don't know yeah. uh, the, at the Amer- american left they would immediately say uh, fuck you yeah, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. uh, you, you're you're, yeah. you're a patriarch we don't want to, talk, uh, talk, to, like to <laughs> talk to you and there they are actually talking to each other uh, and trying to convince people uh, and this convincing can also mean that he has to go to a seminar or lectures for f- four weeks in a row, uh, so that like they they believe that this structural societal change just comes by changing the mind. Of the people, it's like like it's kind of a bit of a voluntarism, so they don't want to use force that much. But of course, at the end, when the the man still continues to beat his uh, wife or children, uh, then they can take the children or the daughters away. And at at, at the end, they have the women's protection units (YPJ). Uh, they have guns, so <laughs> but, but, <laughs> <They> have, <just laughs> say that. it like that. <laughs> this they is, have this guns. <laughs> this is just one example. I think the the whole the mm-hmm. most important thing is the, this academy system. System mm-hmm. for every single part of the society, you have different kind of ac- academies. Uh, so I was doing Kurdish journalism studies there. They have academies for people who want to get into the profession of journalism. And, uh, but they have have it for everything. For example, they have an own uh, science called genealogy. It's the science of the women, and there are uh, like researching the uh, ancient history of matriarchy for example in that region and uh, the uh, the whole history of women which is very interesting and for, they have like this academies for every part of for economy for education for uh their, for basic stuff for like, for energy for example they're having okay
1: yeah um
3: i just want to confirm something there's like when the when the man has been found to be beating. You know his wife or the kids or whatever, he, he then has to go discuss this at the women's center or uh in, in another forum.
4: No, no, so of, of course, there are women's centers where only women are allowed, okay, in, yeah, yeah. or <laughs> days where only women are allowed in, the, in these centers. But of course, it's, it's called it's ladies' night, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we have it in the US oh no. as well. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, say that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, tell that the ladies over there. I think uh, you, oh, I, I, you yeah. would try it once. I'll have to go to a four-week <laughs> seminar now. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, we've been trying to send
2: Nick to these four-week seminars, <laughs> right but we so? don't have the guns. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's very hard to control them without guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, okay. Actually, it's, it's uh, something very, uh, seri- uh, s- yeah. something very th- serious because mm. they, they had some impact on the society and i think that's important to discuss right now even if turkey is success successful in destroying the self-governing structures Mm -hmm. i don't think it will be 100 percent. but now the threats are really high but even if it will be successful these changes in the mind minds of the members of the society are still there all the knowledge is there all the like the self organizing structures still exist in some way even if it is in, in the underground that's, that's also what what gives me hope because these changes can't be destroyed by war and bombs and guns
1: that is true actually yeah when we talk about this and like now that i've uh, that you've explained it it's kind of i find it interesting that there are some leftist groups like in america for example um that see Rojava as something that is like um, a proxy thing of this, like of the U.S. or something, especially because they were like, I mean, take like, uh, sorry, <laughs> irritated. Um, <laughs> Saying like, oh yeah, because they work together with like, uh, you know, with um, US forces and stuff like that. Saying they work together is also like... No, yeah, not work together. Yeah, not work (laughs) together. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but tankies, not tankies, but like... They're tankies. Yeah, American tankies (laughs) um, kind of say that, like criticize it. I had discussions with people saying like, yeah, but it's not perfect. It's not flawless. Of course, it's not flawless. I mean, seriously, have you seen like something like a project like this that is flawless or like even you don't have anything that you can compare it to r- right now like okay we did the comparison with a like two examples
0: in history that did not fail obviously Uh, Spain and Greece they are both perfectly socialist (laughs) nothing bad has ever happened since then neither one of those countries just divulged immediately into fascism now hang on Nick I'm not
3: willing to support any socialist project unless it's 100% perfect which I'm sure will happen (laughs) any
4: day now you you already gave the answers no (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think like from a Marxist point of view you have to distinguish between strategy and uh, tactics Yeah. So the the Kurdish freedom movement is very wa- well aware of the U- U.S. imperialism be- being the biggest threat mm-hmm. in the Middle Middle East. But actually, right now it's also saying the the regionals uh, Russian imperialism also is, is a threat also to Rojava. But we are right. experiencing right now. But I think the 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 the, the, the comrades or the cadres who are doing the the strategy strategy thing. They, they know about the character of U.S. imperialism and they know that uh, the, uh, the U.S. wasn't helping the Kurds in their self-governing structures, they were just working together because tactically seen uh, it, it made sense for both sides to defeat Isis I, I mean it, it was it was the, the the US policies which kind like made the ground for an organization like Isis to grow uh, after 2003 after the Iraq war and that's what also the Kurdish uh, comrades uh, are saying all the time uh, yeah but I, I think um, you can see that that they like the 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 working together all only happened in military things. There were no political connections at all between the self-governing structures and politics in the U.S. or political structures in the U.S. And that on both sides made very clear that it's just a tactical approach of working together. Uh, yeah, and and I think the, what the Kurds uh, were trying to do is trying to negotiate in between the splits inside the US and the Russian imperialism in some ways. So, like moving together, like sometimes together and then against each other. And actually, the same thing is now done by Turkey. Turkey is not an, like a huge imperialist power, it's a regional hegemonical player. And he's Turkey is now on this side using the splits and the discussions and the animosities between the US and the Russian policy, so that's why both sides allowed Turkey to occupy a certain part of northern Syria, Rojava, even though they know that they already had, had have occupied Afrin,
0: Jarablus, Azaz, etc. The thing that I always found is really kind of interesting um, with that argumentation that it is like a weird US front thing or whatever, is that um, they had no NATO protection. Like, the YPG was being bombed simultaneously by Turkey, while apparently the U.S. was then working with them, and I always find that to be like a very weird thing to then, uh, like it, if you are confronted with them, that discussion of someone being like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know they're like they're a CIA op, they're this, that they're working for the U.S." It's like, well, if if that was the case, then Turkey, like, they wouldn't have another NATO nation bombing the absolute yeah. shit out of them, mm-hmm. just as while they're trying to prevent ISIS from advancing or pushing them back into like Raqqa and whatnot. Well,
1: wasn't it also like uh, that at some point? um even though the the u s troops were not uh, like um were ordered not to get involved anymore um that you had like um Syrian troops like trying to get into the area and you had u s troops holding them from entering actually the city or the, like the battle site.
4: Yeah, we we have seen these movements, but just for two or three days. I Mm -hmm. think at the end there were just movements that the US troops were holding back, the Assad troops, uh, Mm -hmm. for some days so that they can uh, bomb their own bases. (laughs) <laughs> uh, what they were doing t- to two or three bases in northern Syria but while they were retreating. So mm-hmm. they need some days. So I think it was just a, a matter of okay. days. Yeah. Uh, but actually, yeah, NATO is 100% uh, supporting Turkey. Like Stoltenberg yeah. went yeah. to went to Turkey and said, we understand, I quote, the legitimate security interests of Turkey, which is, I, I, I don't care, go on. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, you, if you want to translate it.
3: Turkey is important because we need to have Turkey on our team so that we can nuke the USSR. NATO is still very relevant. <laughs> no, I swear can, to God. You can, you can see it. I, no. I
4: think all the the talks about uh, possible sanctions against Turkey, especially in the, in the German political discourse, were just bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to look what Jürgen Hart was saying. He's the uh, responsible for foreign policy of the uh, conservatives in the parliament. And he said, no, sanctions wouldn't be co- good because we need a strong... NATO partner on the southeast flank of NATO. And that's, that's, I think that's the real position yeah. of, and of Turkey. And it, it were Merkel's diplomats who were preventing a uh, uh, European Union-wide ban of NATO uh, of arms uh, trades to Turkey yeah. in the, in two weeks ago. Yeah. So th- this is very obvious.
1: Yeah. You see, I mean, this
0: all could have been prevented if Turkey became communist in the 50s. There. <laughs> But, yeah, my, um, my, my, the Turkish left tried hard but they yeah, said they yeah, tried very yeah. hard <laughs> I I loved I loved seeing all the articles that came up have been like because like, the US freaked out when Trump pulled out hey yo uh, bad <laughs> joke um, <laughs> oh, oh, that wow. they like you saw all these like really <laughs> dumb reactionary articles come out of the uh, out of the US like in, I saw one in the Atlantic of like why is Turkey even in NATO it's like you like did you not forget the cold like Turkey is this, like Turkey and Greece joined NATO at the same time to like prevent them from fighting each other. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I mean, this
4: is also th- like the whole discourse about, eh, no, this goes against the, the values and the moral or the, the principles of NATO. Uh, hmm. if, if Turkey is behaving like this, uh, that's totally bullshit. This, are the core values so called values of NATO like bombing the shit out of other countries oh, yeah. <laughs> i think we have to, this, this is the, the, yeah. the this is yeah. the moral behind this nato's it's bad it's <laughs>
3: no, it's a military union that swears is isn't going to bomb anyone we're just doing this for laughs it's fine <laughs> we're all just friends
1: mm. could you maybe like elaborate on like what the plan is for the like what, why like Turkish is doing th- uh, Turkey is doing this like w- what is actually like uh, the plan like behind this, the aim what is he yeah. what is Erdogan
4: doing th- of course there are se- like there is not the one single reason mm-hmm. maybe just to mention a few uh, first uh, Turkey is against any form of Kurdish self determination, mm-hmm. be it a nation state, which is rejected by the Kurdish Freedom Movement, or being be it uh, democratic confederalism, like they tried and or they're trying now in, in northern Syria, Rojava, because it fears that it will affect the people, the Kurdish people living in Turkey. There are up to fifteen to twenty million people. Mm-hmm. We talked that uh, t- we talked about that in the beginning. The, uh, the second reason that is that they want to ethnically cleanse. Or clean that area, uh, and we are right now. While we are talking, we are we are seeing this uh, campaign for ethnically like cleaning the area. There, were, there are more than three hundred thousand people on the run, and Turkey says, "Okay, we want to chase away the Kurdish people and resettle Sunni Arab refugees uh, from Syria, which were living in Turkey because of the war, mm. in this area in northern Syria, where there haven't been uh, Arabs uh, like." From, the, the, the Arabs they want to settle there are from totally different places in Syria, from Western Syria especially. So that's the th- second reasoning, reason like resettling the people there. But like, if you're looking at as a as a Marxist, you always see it's the economy, stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Said by a famous Marxist, James Go. Carville. <laughs> I thought it was Bill Clinton. You Quint- mean Wolfgang uh, Schäuble? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the Marxist <laughs> thing is to, uh, no, no, no. just. <laughs> the Greek. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we're taking it back, you bald bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so. If it, uh, if you look what, where the main fight, like the fighting, is continuing now, even though the the leaders say it's a ceasefire, that, that's totally oh, yeah, bullshit, that's bullshit as well. Yeah. It's like it's like like Orville. Uh, war is peace, peace is war. Like yeah. The, the yeah. fighting is continuing every day and it's really heavy yeah. right now. And and there, the most fighting happens at a uh, uh, highway called M4, M4 highway. Mm-hmm. It's the main highway connecting uh, Damascus, Aleppo, Kamishlo, Mosul and Baghdad. Mm-hmm. And oh. this is a, the most important trading route. If you control this route, you control the trade in this region. So that's why uh, Turkey is also fighting for its it's piece of cake in this economical situation and uh, like the main pillar of the success of the AKP in the last uh, 15 years was the uh, the, the construction uh, economy and we have we are, we are they are having a huge crisis right now. I'm about like
0: to say constructions a, uh, is an industry that is uh, completely free of any type of <laughs> of economic uh, uh, <laughs> downfall and recession and whatnot. <laughs> and it's totally not one that you just like just start sinking money into when you like have Big nothing projects. else to do. Yeah, Big but but projects. in northern
4: Syria there is a r- yeah. lot of rebuild stuff yeah. to do, yeah. and yeah. that's why they want to <laughs> have oh,
0: it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So there are several when you, when you need to make the uh, the brand new uh uh Ataturk rec center. <laughs> <then>
3: <laughs> well yeah, actually that was the that was the thing I saw on um um friend of the show uh, TRT World uh today was where they very very calmly, very nicely uh, explained Erdogan's plan for the what, the peace corridor, as it's called. Uh, oh God! Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: all the euphemisms. operation
4: peace spring. I would call it mm. operation uh, operation for the
0: revival of ISIS or something. like Yeah, that. Definitely, yeah. yeah. definitely. We can't call it that. That's too in like knows. twenty yeah. years. All those kids are going to be playing in the Abu Bakr al Baghdadi Park. Yes. <laughs> but the, the, yeah. but the yeah. thing
3: that really struck me, though, was um i mentioned it to nick earlier where it was just like you know we're going to resettle the arab refugees there uh they thought this was all good in the video but they were just like and every everyone will get a house with like 10 square meters of farmland we'll build all these hospitals and like facilities and it's going to cost 23 billion huh you cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to be
0: terrible. Yeah. yeah, you know
4: what? Who's going to do that, or who, whom they are going to expect for p- to pay for it? The European Union. So, uh, yeah. oh yeah, true. Should I completely like I
0: kept that out of the equation?
1: Oh yeah, like, I didn't I care wanted, until now. Yeah. <laughs> I w- yeah, I wanted to talk about that anyway because like Germany uh, or the EU has a like very special relationship with Turkey. Like, Germany not is you. T- it's fine. <laughs> wait, <are> you <laughs> wait, wait, wait 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 Germany is helping
0: Turkey? Commit genocide? Surprise! (laughs) 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 It
4: it began with helping in genocides in 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 1915 Armenian genocide. There's a very there's a very good book by Jürgen Gottschlich. It's, It's called. Uh, complicity with genocide like mm-hmm. Beihilfe zum uh, Völkermord yeah. in in German, yeah. German and like he, he t- he's a historian and he, he shows how like German officials yeah. uh, and, with, and officer, yeah. officers uh, gave some tips and tricks how to deport the Armenian people into the desert of Danilo they had a, a Buzzfeed yeah, yeah, oh top God. 10 of like oh <laughs> how, to uh, how, to yeah. <laughs> how to how to make yeah, your genocide I mean, I mean in 1915 uh, the, the German arms industry like the uh, like the Uh, weapons industry, Mm. they they were sold 500,000 rifles to Mm. the Ottoman army. Back then it was the Ottoman army Uh, and they were also used in killing the the Armenians. Or if you look uh, who gave the money to build the Berlin-Baghdad railways. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was for especially German capital and Mm. who were building the the railway uh, system? It were the Armenians. The Armenian men were working in the, constru- in the construction site in, in that time. And after they finished building that railway, the, the families of these constru- construction workers, of the uh, Armenian ones, they were deported on this railway oh, wow. to the desert of Direzor in yeah. Northern Syria, uh, eastern Syria.
1: Didn't you also, like in the 90s, after the fall of like the GDR and the Soviet Union, have Germany like delivering uh, NVR tanks to... Turkey which later were used to like actually kill people like attack civilians and yes yes and like
4: uh, after the fall of the GDR there were yeah. uh, there was a huge amount of weapons uh, they either had to depose it like mm-hmm. b- but th- that would have been very expensive so yeah. they said okay let's give it to our close NATO partner turkey. <laughs> turkey and yay. like th- in the next month you were seeing uh, GDR Tanks running over Kurdish mm-hmm. f- uh, f- women and children, yeah. and this also created, especially in and especially ninety two and ninety three, created a huge outcry in Germany because yeah. people said, okay, now this is they are doing this with our yeah. weapons. And what happened in November ninety yeah. three? Our the Minister of Interior Kanta uh, declared mm-hmm. the PKK, the Kurdistan Workers yeah. Party, as a terrorist organization. It was not just about geo geostrategi- strategic uh, reasons; it was also because. Then you could say okay the GDR tanks are used against terrorists yeah, and not yeah, against exactly. Kurdish families and the civilians.
0: Yeah. Well one thing I just also wanted to quickly add with them, like kind of going back to them, the sense of, of, of the, the the creation then of this of this resettlement area mm-hmm. for the Arab population that Erdogan pretends that he's being humanitarian about but mm-hmm. yeah, it's I, like I, Sim
4: City if you're designing
2: how to genocide people
4: <laughs> actually, actually nobody asked the refugees no, exactly. if they yeah, want yeah, to yeah. settle yeah, that's there but the, yeah. so b- 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 the first ones who are going to be settled there are not the the refugees but they are the families of the jihadist and Islamist fighters oh. Turkey right now is using yeah. mm-hmm. the same thing happened in Afrin so yeah. uh, they, like Russia gave green light to Turkey to like colonize Afrin mm. and um, uh, Turkey then told its rebels or the rebels it controls in Ghouta in eastern Damascus etc to retreat and they retreated with their families to Idlib and especially to Afrin so all the empty villages the people had to flee are now uh, settled with uh, jihadist families and Arab families
0: there yeah but um yeah like so in that then like in the resettlement plan I think a lot of people and I I think we've probably mentioned this on the show before of me being mad at Turkey mm. and the Ottoman Empire as I typically probably. am <laughs> um, that there's this very weird in this in the worldview of the AKP and neo Ottomans there is a very weird like racial structure that then also exists that then like it, it the way that I I I have always kind of seen it is that then Erdogan doesn't want I mean the 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 AKP view of like this weird Racial hierarchy is like Arabs are less than Turks as well. And that, that although then the way of, I've always kind of perceived it, I could be completely wrong, is that then this is Erdogan kind of using that, that as a sense of like, yeah, we'll help you up. We just we don't want you in our country. Like, we don't want the, 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 the Arabs from Syria who fled from the war to then integrate in our society because there is this weird Puritan view of like an Ottoman sort of hierarchy of because of, it, it existed like that previously to to when turkey existed and i mean i could be completely wrong but that's always how i've always kind of like read that read into that is that there is like this sense of that they're not good enough also to them be really part of turkey either so we kind of wanted like you know push them out into these settlement areas that they also don't even really want to go to either
4: so w- what i would say is that like uh, in some ways turkey is a very hospital country like mm. With a, with a huge hospitality. So, yeah. of course, it's a huge burden to uh, nourish 3.5 million mm-hmm. or 2 million. Nobody knows how, exactly how many there are uh, refugees in, 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 in your own country. So, uh, just expect uh, Germany to do this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in the last month, we have seen some racist, uh, racist hunts against uh, Syrian refugees, families or or also small businesses in some parts of uh, of Turkey. But I think they are somehow uh, made up in a way that for Erdogan and the AKP regime these uh, Syrians are just a political tool, a political measure Mm -hmm. uh, uh, with which they can deal. So if they need racist hunts, they're just organizing okay. racist yeah. hunts to to increase the pressure on the European Union yeah. to say, okay, we have to solve this problem. You don't want either, these Either you million give us people, more money yeah. and allow yeah. us to occupy mm-hmm. a certain space in northern Syria, or we're going to open... The, the 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 borders to to Europe exactly yeah.
1: I mean that that has been like his kind of like bait the whole time that he said like yeah look um, I mean this weird relationship be- between like the EU and and Turkey saying like okay we have this refugee pact you know mm. and saying like okay if we actually like criticize what Turkey is doing like uh, from an official like standpoint or if we actually like going to not send weapons anymore or like stop this shit um, I mean like Erdogan himself says like okay yeah I'm going to f- fucking open the borders and yeah. let all the refugees in and yeah well, the annoying
3: mm-hmm. thing is that, like when that deal was being made everyone saw that coming yeah, from of a million yeah, miles of course. away yeah. yeah that this was
4: going to happen but uh, I think this this topic shows that everything is connected to each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh this is not just a conflict between the the Turkish state and the Kurdish freedom movement. Mm. It's also about the European-wide policy towards refugees. So uh, Erdogan couldn't Pre- wouldn't be able to put pressure on the European Union if inside the European Union there would be a decent and humane refugee policy. Mm. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so, d- d- to to take away this tool from uh, from Erdogan's hand, you would have to change that policy uh, that the, the that the different countries in the European Union accept uh, uh, huge amounts of refugees and nourish them, etc. But so everything is connected to each other, and yeah. I, I think we have yeah. to like th- oh, that's why a political demand has to be also the end of the deadly uh, European Union Turkey uh, refugee
1: mm-hmm. deal yeah definitely. i mean you you also you can see that how like um in germany um people are treated that are actually like activists for like for rojava or like i actually or even repression of like Kurdish um protest against you had that um, when um with the situation with Afrin um when in Cologne it was actually like they they started to like um say that you can't protest anymore because it's too dangerous or something like that, like making up any excuses actually um also like forbidding to to have uh, um u p g and u p g flags um with you at a protest so Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kno- so yeah, uh,
4: I know they are the,
0: the, like the. Can r- you, you would never do something like that, like that <laughs> tomorrow. No, <laughs> no, no. What, what is
4: what is YPG? Like yeah. y- is is oh, it, it a new sweet, sui- a dolce? <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah. Um, video game? Um.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it's one of those video games where your character like. Can choose their own path. Okay. Okay. It's a medal of honor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, call no, uh, call, it, call uh, it Call of Duty. Am I right? <laughs> uh, video games. No,
4: I, I mean the repression against Kurdish political activists and people who are showing their solidarity with those uh, activists in Germany is, like, immense. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, of course, you know, my cases are very prominent in some way. That's why I don't want to talk about them too much because Mm -hmm. I'm having a German citizenship. I'm having a secure job at the University of Munich. But the the repression mostly focuses on people without German citizenship, especially on Kurdish people. So we have a very, like unknown case but it's unbelievable it's about Murat Akgül at the moment mm-hmm. he's just like the tip of the iceberg but I'm, I think his case is very like it's, it makes obvious how the German state policy towards these people is uh, he's, he came to uh, to Germany when he was 5 years old he's now 35 years old, he has 4 children 2 of them have the German citizenship he has an own house and a secure job mm-hmm. and they just deported him in uh, summer the, uh, this year he is living in nuremberg because he was carrying a flag of the ypg and taking part in legal demonstrations against turkish state policies towards kurdish people so they they came they ra- raided his house came in the middle of the night and then they sent him back to turkey and he wasn't he was just not imprisoned in turkey because they kind of forgot <laughs> to send the uh, necessary documents with him so that the, the Turkish state th- didn't know who he was, that he was a mm-hmm. legal Kurdish political activist. So he he flew again, like he had to... Uh, M- uh, use all his money, all his savings, to come back to Europe over a very dangerous route via, via a very dangerous route. Mm-hmm. And now uh, he was living in uh, Germany again since July, and uh, but as an as asylum seeker, even though he was living in Germany for 30 years now, and now wow. this week well, we, uh, they just uh, put him like they arrested him and put him uh, put him in custody. Mm-hmm because they say they're we going to accuse you of illegally enter, entering Germany. And because of this this accusation, he, the probability that he might flee mm-hmm. from this accusation out of Germany is so high. So that why, that's why we have to arrest him, even though he came to Germany yeah. to flee from political mm. repression. It's really, it's mm. unbelievable. I think, I hope his case will be, uh, heard in the next days or weeks, but this is a, just a very recent case. Nobody knows about it, mm-hmm. and it, like I can tell you stories, like hundreds of stories like this. Um, friends of mine who were born in Germany, living in Munich, uh, they're like 25 years old now. They they don't get German citizenship because. The, the the government official says or the the, the official says say uh, your parents are close to the PKk they have sympathies for the PKK that's why you don't you don't deserve the German citizenship and cases like this it's unbelievable so like I have like are against me there are around 25 open cases but this is different because I have some public attention and i can i can i have a voice in some ways but these all those other people they don't have a voice and they're not seen by the majority kind of white uh, society mm-hmm. here in germany mm-hmm. to continue with this topic yeah. it's yeah. i think um, of course germany is doing this policy to apply to the ex- Expectations of, of its NATO partner, but it's also doing it f- uh, f- for its own reasons. So it's not it's not just Turkey putting pressure on Germany. Mm-hmm. Germany is uh, behaving that way because of its own interests as well. Mm-hmm. And for example, what is one of these interests? Rojava uh, is uh, posing a threat to the capitalist society all o- societies all over the world. Mm-hmm. So they don't want a concrete utopia next to Europe where people could say ah look at this why don't we organize a society like they do so that's why uh, germany is fearing any i would say in uh, how do you call this
1: in quotes in yeah. quotes
4: uh, like a, a communist society hmm. uh, which could be an example of how to organize a society in, an, in a different more just more fair way yeah. and and the, i mean anti communism is one of the main yeah. pillars or the fundament of the of the Uh, federalist like of Germany
3: yeah Mm -hmm. I think that's a I think that's an important message because I I I do see that kind of like narrative like a a weirdly well-meaning narrative that has been spun into something that I feel like is very open to like a general kind of like Islamophobia or something where it's just like oh poor sweet (coughs) Germany has been bent over backwards by this evil conniving Erdogan rather than Saying that, like Turkey and or yeah. like, Germany and the EU is complicit in
0: this. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it, is always, it, is, it is always it is always genuinely hard to because this is an issue that I think at least in the United States that like progressives and socialists and conservatives will agree about, but they're not for the same reason. Yes, because conservatives will be like they'll go the Islamophobic route of like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Erdogan. Like <laughs> they'll take the facts that Erdogan has been very actively helping ISIS as we've seen which then now uh, funnily enough if you watch a TRT World um, <laughs> says that um, biggest fan of TRT World is <laughs> sitting yeah, on a table my fucking my, my fucking brain got melted today looking at this because they said but that
1: is oh that, is that what you were doing even
4: like, mentioned by mentioning you make it bigger I, I
0: yeah <laughs> shit you're right damn it you have a lot
1: of you
3: google turkey <laughs> once and they're just like oh we yeah. put you into this algorithm bracket and, uh, yeah. here's all the ads
0: but when yeah. you look but when, but when it, you look like, you,
1: you get like on twitter now um, like ads come to Turkey, <laughs> I have so many ads to come to Turkey, uh, and I know, like, Chris I am I, am, I am, like, I back as a Greek, come like, back <laughs> to, as a, as a sweet. Come and Greek you will stay boy. forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, I, uh, I
0: have genuinely. If, if all
1: right, first
0: they're they're trying to get me with cats. If I want to oh, see cats, I will mean, yeah. go to Athens. Come on, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to go to Istanbul to see. Where cats. Will we find stray cats in Europe? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, fuck. Um, but no, like in the, in the in the sense of that, it is. Um, uh, in the TRT world thing, it is really interesting because they said that uh, the YPG was actually the one who released the uh, ISIS terrorists, not, mm. not Turkey. Oh. Yeah. But there is, like, so back to the conservative thing, is that, like, this is, like, a this is an issue that then people across the political spectrum, like, can look at and be like, okay, yeah, Turkey's bad. But it isn't, like... People on the right don't look at it as like a sense of like anti imperialism. They're just like, oh no, no of Turkey not. is Muslim and therefore I don't like them. So yeah. it is yeah. it yeah. is
4: uh, as leftists we have to be re- really care- yeah, careful absolutely. about this. Because exactly. now there you you can see like an involuntary uh, coalition between leftists and conservatives. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Uh, yeah, me neither, <laughs> me neither me neither. So that's it's not against the Turkish people. As a whole thing, oh, I've, had to, a, I've had to explain that so many times on this show. It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, against, yeah. it's against uh, tur- the, the Turkish it, yeah. state, the yeah. state yeah, policies, exactly. and no. the AKP regime. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also not about against Muslims. I mean, yeah. the, the the Kurds who were fighting uh, uh, Daesh, ISIS. Mm-hmm. Most of them were in some ways Muslims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not about. Thi- I think it's against, like, also po- po- politicizing religion. Yeah, of um, course. We have, I think, we have to very to, to be aware of
0: this dangerous Oh, of course, absolutely, of course. Yeah. and I've, I've I've mentioned too because it's, it's been a it's been a topic that we've talked about. Previously. Yeah, I've said it
1: like several times. You actually like you also have Turkish groups that are. Like um, the communist groups that are supporting, like uh, of course, yeah, of
0: course, <laughs> like the
1: ones in yeah. Serikaniye, like yeah, the exactly. there were a yeah.
4: uh, co- uh, 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 Turkish comrade Kerem Pahlivan, he he died in f- uh, d- uh, fighting against uh, the Turkish uh, annexion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's not about Kurdish, Turkish, Muslim, non-Muslim. Mm-hmm. It's about state policies. It's about capitalism and like uh, power f- f- fights for power or he- mm-hmm. hegemony.
3: Yeah, because th- th- it's um we we've had this kind of question or like comment from other um like from fans of ours as well who kind of view turkey in a way that I think I was implicitly viewing turkey before I moved to germany where like germany is some turkey is somehow um like very politically homogenous everyone is like well basically everyone is either like for erdoan or gulanus which is this very Different. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's the two there's genders. Else. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't until, it wasn't until I came to Germany, where there's mm. a much larger Turkish community in mm-hmm. Germany, yeah. that, I, that you see the full political spectrum. And I'm yeah. Like, of course, yeah. yes, they're humans. Of course. <laughs> but yeah.
4: so, of course, like the Turkish society is not uh, a whole unity. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. also divided and split into tif- different political factions. But what we see that in times of war, even mm. the so-called opposition, the Kemalist national oh, yeah. opposition, yeah. Yeah. support, uh, support you know. uh, in quote it. State, CHP, uh, even yeah. though it's not their state anymore, it's the, an AKP state mm-hmm, now. Mm. Uh, we, we see that, that for example, uh, Ekrem Imamoglu, the mayor of Istanbul, mm. who won the communal elections in March or June this year, uh, just with the votes of the HDP and the Kurdish votes. Uh, he tweeted, uh, "God bless our soldiers." Mm. So that's a, maybe that's a, the, a fourth or fifth reason why Turkey is uh, ra- doing this war uh, to break up this informal but it was getting more and more formal coalition between kurdish leftist uh, f- uh, forces hdp mm-hmm. people's democratic party and the kemalist nas- nationalist faction yeah. to to uh, break the, uh, the the majority of the akp didn't and they, they were successful <laughs> right now they are like yeah. they said why 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 we voted for you you're supporting a war against us
1: mm. yeah didn't you have like uh, stuff especially during the elections and also during the regional elections and um, wasn't it like a CHP guy that was marching to was it Ankara or Istanbul? I don't remember. And that the HEP said, okay, like we're not actually like marching with you, but we're like showing solidarity with like this cause. Yeah, why yeah you're, it was yeah. Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu,
4: the one on the uh, on the head of the CHP, yeah, the Repub- yeah. Republicans and uh, back then the, uh, also the parliamentarians from hdp supported this mm-hmm. march for democracy mm-hmm. it was for example Ahmed türk the back then like the mayor of mardin he was now overthrown and uh, reset, uh, like he's yeah. not the mayor anymore mm-hmm. uh, but yeah he 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 marched together with kemal kilicdaroglu but also kemal kilicdaroglu tweeted uh, uh, or posted things in support of their soldiers so mm-hmm. so yeah, this 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 war affected the whole society mm. and if, if i look at in my uh, like I'm, I'm my origin is turkish mm. my whole family is not not my whole family so but parts of my family also supporting the war because they, th- there is no alternative media or alternative information channels left anymore in turkey yeah. so if you just watch or listen to the mainstream media it's you're totally convinced and that ypg mm. released ISIS fighters mm. that YPG launched rockets, at, rocket attacks against uh, uh, border towns in, the yeah. in this region. So, but th- that's all t- totally made up. But the people believe it because they don't have any <laughs> other information.
1: And I mean, you see it everywhere. Like you see it with like Turkish airline um, em, em, employees. Like oh god, um, yeah, I forgot
0: about that photo of them all saluting. they uh, saluting. Shit. You see
1: it. The Turkish national team did it as well. But like, it's,
4: say, it's so a huge public pressure. Yeah, if you don't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. They say you're a terrorist. It's it's yeah. like it's not easy to uh, restrain or to, yeah. to, to, to to not act like this. Because if somebody yeah. of the, uh, some of the Turkish airlines employees would ha- wouldn't have done this, they would have been kicked out of the work. So it's it. Uh, many of them are doing it voluntarily, but mm. we also have this, this to see the society's pressure to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've read something about like a soccer p- a football player. Um, saying like yeah i know this guy like normally he is not like for the war and and like uh, for the like for turkish forces and and the war against rojava but like he was still one of the guys like saluting you know it's kind of this kind of so.
0: weirdly reminds me of like and maybe rob can back me up on this but like um when you had like after 9/11 vibes in the us If you, I mean, we like this. This is not remotely close to an example, but like I just remember when like the Dixie Chicks like said that George W. Bush sucked, they like disappeared from the face of the earth when it came to their music. And given like they didn't go to prison, nothing like it was. It's not nearly to the extent of like with Erdogan, but that 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 period of time between like and even actually now, if you look at like an athlete like Colin Kaepernick, who just for like kneeling for the anthem has been completely barred from the NFL and stuff like that. That is, it is kind of like a very like. America I don't know for at least me a little bit like growing up in like like the US it is like a pretty american display of patriotism that you just continuously like like regurgitate over and over and over again and when you see someone not participating in it then it is this like very odd it's not even odd it's just like that they're automatically deemed as anti-american or as a terrorist supporter or this and that and that so it sounds dumb but i can at least like not that I relate to it, but I can at least like understand then like that. Because in Germany, you don't have that. You know, Germany hasn't been in a war like an actual conflict, conflict since. So we just give you the weapons. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Germany. We, ge- we let other people do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Germany's always kind of had this sense of like, oh, you know, we can be like conscientious objectors, and also at the same time, entirely arm. Um, um a nation's military yeah. if we want to Demon, for example or, yeah. Yeah. yeah or like in the US it's like you're fucking in it to win it and goddamn it baby if you fucking do not stand with America then you hate America and and literally that was that, that was president bush's thing like, you're either with us or you're against us
4: I think this game works all over the world, yeah absolutely. especially in countries like the US and uh, Turkey where nationalism is very like accepted mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but the mechanisms are the same. yeah so uh, I mean uh, hundreds of people got arrested in the last weeks uh, because they were criticizing or expressing their criticism on social media about this war. Yeah. So, and if you're then not seeing uh, criticism even on Facebook or on Twitter because people don't dare to do it, then you say, okay, everybody is supporting this war, so I have to salute as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, You were talking about like this, um, well, um, (laughs) Annäherung. Approach. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 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 Annäherung between like uh, CHP and HDP. And I was just thinking about like the regional elections where there was actually like a strategy of the HDP to not run in the major cities and actually like tell uh, their voters to go and vote for the CHP candidate, and we see like that kind of worked because it was kind of like this double strategy of like taking back their regions, like especially in like south Turkey, like the Kurdish cities, and in the major cities saying like okay, but here like we're going to. Yeah, support the CHP uh, candidate as long as it's not AKP. So
4: Yeah, b- I think it was the right strategy. Even yeah, though yeah, definitely. It, it created a huge, of, huge uh, criticism inside mm. the HGP, but I think back then it was right. But now everything changed again because, yeah. uh, w- like, everybody, I, I would, f- f- maybe I'm, I'm a bit naive as well, but I would have expected... Ekrem Imam, not uh, not to openly condemn the war, but not mm-hmm. to openly support it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just yeah. saying, <laughs> okay, no, we need peace, we need talks. He could have yeah. said that as well, but he said, oh. no, I'm, uh, God bless our soldiers. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that that's yeah. a huge mess. I think the Turkish society. Yeah. I mean, that that's what what what, what cr- like ma- makes me feel so sad because even if the people will be able to overthrow the AKP regime one day. Mm-hmm the whole mindset of the uh, society needs to change and this change needs th- that will take tens of years thousands mm-hmm. of years uh, yeah. It's because it's like the, the nationalist belief that Turkish people are superior superior to Kurds, to Armenians, to Christians as well, is rooted in, the, for example, in the educational system. Mm-hmm. For example, in pri- uh, primary school, when p- 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 when you go to primary school, there are some exhibitions in the rooms of the school. Uh, I, I, I've seen pictures of it, where which were talking about the, the atrocities done to Turkish people by the Armenians. Oh. So yeah. they're they doing the it. same thing with the Greeks too. Yeah, they're yeah. doing the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, so yeah. They, they're showing like really brutal pictures of like uh, pregnant women and their their babies mm-hmm. were torn out of their bu- uh, of their of their body uh, yeah. uh, and then said this, this 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 what was uh, this was done by the Armenians, for example, by the Greek people, and th- yeah, it's, it's like still in the in the curriculum in some yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't change this i mean this the 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 majority of the society isn't blinded and uh, just believing all this nationalist mm-hmm. and racist bullshit
3: fucking hell sorry no i i really thought the irish education system went hard on the british but not like that yeah. <laughs> no it's
0: it's really weird too cuz i like i've i've met like i think we've had this conversation too is like i've met like like friends of mine who live in, who are from turkey who like moved to germany and stupid me i end up on the conversation of then like something along the lines of that and it's like, (laughs) yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. but I'm I'm shocked Nick. Yeah, (laughs) no, but like, and then always, cause like in the sense of like, cause there's, there's these, these like, like in 1923 after, so, uh, 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 Turkey and Greece more or less get their independence around the exact same time because hey, it's after a war that they have with with each other, and they're just their borders just like got redrawn overnight. And
1: there was no treat for for the Greece Independence Day, but <laughs> Greece, only for no, the because Greece, Turkish. Greece, one. Used,
0: Greece used its independence in May when they got their independence originally from the Ottoman Empire. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> technically, it's also then a, a second one that then's on the day. Then the Turkish Republic is also formed. But so there's the the border that then that then's redrawn or whatever. This and that and that, where you know. Population exchanges that then are a result of after a genocide mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, but there's like um, It was really interesting because a friend of mine was saying that then um, what's, what's what's the city? Um, In which country? Izmir, Izmir, yeah. Izmir The is old yeah, name, yeah. yeah, exactly. Smyrna, yeah. Yeah, Smyrna yeah. yeah, Smyrna, yeah, that um the like this, this is one of the the hundreds of examples of cities throughout um, You know modern-day Turkey that have never been one way or the other or uh, in terms of, like, an, you know, ethnically Greek or ethnically Turkish. They've always just been kind of mixed throughout generations and generations of, of, of things. And how he was saying, like, just that, oh, well, you know, this city was always Turkish and you guys stole it from us. And then we, like, luckily then got it back. It's like, wait, what? Like, I mean, like, I, I don't give two shits who this who, who the city belongs to. But it was just amazing to me that, like, that was then, like, this, like, like line of, of thought that then just immediately came out when it came into, like, an, like that's, not, that's not even an issue. Like, in, in 2019, that's not even, like, remotely close, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you compared uh, Turkey to the United States because it's a certain kind of nationalism, um, obviously related to all kinds of nationalism, but in a country that, whether, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but deep down... The country, especially when it 's a large like expansionist country, it is true that it's not homogenous, whether it's the United States, yeah. Turkey, India, you could say the same thing okay. but you have right wing movements, which is the logic of nationalism generally it's a centripetal nationalism that you can't acknowledge <laughs> because it goes against the logic of a nation state that it's just people have always lived here in different ways, you know, but you have to like drive that out, and so it 's almost interesting that You know, a a kind of uh, a certain education would bring up, like at at a certain level. And I think in the United States, it can be much more um, um, subconscious because it's not. But in Turkey, where there's different dynamics, I could see how it becomes much more conscious. And you have to and and. Uh, it needs to be actively pointed out that like oh the Armenians actually did this to us, or the Greeks did this to us because you have to people know it's like well it 's it's very diverse how do we how do we acknowledge this and to- it 's almost like the system is uh, or i mean a right wing logic is kicking in to like justify why this single you know nation mm-hmm. Uh, Exists or like why? Like yeah, why it's, a, it's yeah. truly that, and the city like, like a narrative, like a
1: national like narrative. Yeah, it can like also you operate on, like on a like single city level yeah, too. Yeah, just like yeah. yeah.
4: fucking bizarre. I mean, there's a, there's a great book from Philip Ther. It's uh, in, it's in, uh, it's called The Dark Side of Nation States, mm. and he was analyzing. Uh, you tell me, there's a dark side. His main thesis is that uh, genocide always comes with nation states. Mm-hmm. So, and he's looking at the European nation state or the, of the funding uh, of the European nation state, and they said, "Okay, the fundament is genocide, uh, and if it's not genocide, it's just uh, chasing away huge parts of the population." And uh, I often, and th- I think one of the youngest examples is the Turkish idea of nation mm-hmm. state because yeah. Turkishness is something very new; it was invented in the yeah. 1910s 2030s mm-hmm. they invented their own language an uh, own they they rejected the arabic uh, arabic style of writing and adopted the latin style style of writing so uh, like Turkish net, t- tur- turkishness is something uh, like totally invented and if something is totally invented you have to defend it because yeah, otherwise yeah. it's if if there is something which could show that it is weak and not real, and uh, in quotes, uh, the whole system, the whole idea of the Turkish nation-state could
0: collapse. Wait, you're telling me that Turkey is potentially not real? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, you have that a lot, like with. I, I mean, this, this like,
0: is not just with Turkey. No, 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 I mean, yeah,
1: of exactly. I'm, I'm,
4: I'm, following, I'm following. I'm yeah, following yeah. Benedict Anderson, who says yeah. uh, nation-states are Im- imagined communities. Exactly. But yeah. in, in in the Turkish case, it's very obvious that it's mm-hmm. that everything is somehow invented. And I mean, I know everybody will kill me for that. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were joking earlier
2: that, that Germany gets to act differently, but it's because Germany, you know, looked a little more religiously diverse back in, oh, I don't know, the 1920s, but, you know, they had their own kind of nationalism.
6: Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like, I lived my entire life in Berlin, I shook hands with a Catholic guy once. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's my diversity done. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um. I I think
4: maybe one last thing thing about uh, all the solidarity movement. I think we are with with Rojava Mm -hmm. and against the war of aggression... By, which is done by Turkey. I think the whole solidarity movement shows the importance of the revolution of Rojava because mm. it shows that uh, hundreds of thousands of people all around the world, Latin America, Asia, Europe, you, the US, are feeling connected to this revolutionary project. And I think this is a very strong statement. And thanks to the internet it has a lot of dark sides but it, but it also has a lot has a lot of bright sides yeah, thanks internet. to the internet the people in rojava northern syria mm-hmm. are actually seeing every single movement everything every single step and demonstration and civil disobedience actions which we are doing right now here in europe for example in berlin where we are based now but also in other parts of the world so the, the people see it and like a li- live stream because i was there Last year during the Afrin war, and people were literally like looking at their phones and see- seeing what people were doing to show the solidarity all around the world. I, th- I think that's what must motivate us to like went to to go to the streets and protest against the the state policies of our state, but of course also against the Turkish state.
6: Yeah,
3: definitely. Like, I I remember getting the the news alert on my phone that like Turkish soldiers had got into Afrin and. That was weird because like, you get like a million news alerts about like something terrible happening in the world. But like that really did feel very, very different. Yeah. To, like inside.
6: Yeah. 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 Definitely.
1: I mean, do we like maybe also talk about like Erdogan and the ISIS
4: story <laughs> oh, go, go is ISIS ISIS is Eldon. <laughs> hey,
1: yeah that's it, hey, heard it
0: you heard it here first you heard it here first you heard it here first so
2: what uh, Cam, what do you think about the fact that Abaghdadi he was what in Idlib yeah, like yeah. what he miles he from like the like
0: Turkish what, five border five kilometers away from the Turkish border how did that fucking happen so mm. actually like, right
4: before we started this podcast I read the news mm. and there are some rumors and I think they might be true that Uh, of uh, al-Baghdadi was killed but they also arrested some people in the compound where he was staying and there there is the rumor that three of the people who were arrested are Turkish and Mm -hmm. one of them is a high ranking member of Turkish secret service The gray wolf then this this is this is Right now it's a rumor, mm-hmm. but we will see what yeah, how this will yeah, yeah. develop because there are s- strong connections between ISIS. Been, and Yeah,
0: yeah, where, where you've had like the uh, uh, the internal like I don't know what it's called like the the, the Turkish. Version of the CIA or whatever it is, MIT, yeah, where they've been just like, like escorting ISIS across like Turkey and across the border. <laughs> the border. Yeah, yeah. There was literally a camp that, I them, hate that they escort
3: missions of the world.
0: ISIS escort yeah.
2: mission. Do not let the ISIS soldier out of your sight.
0: <laughs> he just keeps like just running off and shit. But no, like there was even like like there was all these things that um, were. Kind of ish reported on, of than just like a uh, 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 more of like just handoff services that then MIT had for. Yeah, and it doesn't
4: play any role in the political elite discussion. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, like okay, a Turkey's weird. doing that, fine, that? but he's our NATO that's partner. You know? that's yeah. just what they do. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we have there, there. There's a lot of evidence for it. It's, uh, yeah. for example, it was John Dunda, the Turkish journalist who lives in exile right now. I think he's in Ber- based in Berlin. Mm-hmm. He w- he w- was writing about that. That's why he had to flee the country. Actually, he wasn't the first one who wrote about it. It were Kurdish journalists. But, of course, nobody mm-hmm. listens to Kurdish journalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the they weren't able to flee. <laughs> they were arrested and uh, spent years in jail. But, yeah, so there is a lot of evidence that the Turkish Secret Service supported, financed, and trained... Not just ISIS, but all—I mean, all the jihadist groups fighting against Assad and the Kurdish people.
1: There. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have like well, the U.S. Proxies. also
0: supported them too, didn't they?
4: Yeah, yeah. There is this famous Al zenki group. Yeah, they renamed themselves now after their name wasn't so good for public relation anymore.
0: I they <laughs> formerly Al Nusra or something like that. Or the, something no, connected. they were a the split off. Like oh, of course,
4: yeah, you Al-Nusra know, Al Nusra is HTS Hayat Tahrir al Sham is Al Nusra and some other groups. It's quite complicated because they renamed themselves to yeah, disguise yeah. themselves.
0: But uh, just yeah. like how I found out, ISIS has a new logo now. Did you guys know that they I have like a really cool, <laughs> hip new logo? Yeah. It's like very. I don't know like, the CI of ISIS. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, the old one was the really shittily drawn whatever thing, and a, now they have like a really cool blocky new logo that has the the um what's it called.
4: I think that's not too important. It is <laughs> important. It's just,
0: it, they, they like there was, um, yeah, I don't know. They, but I like since it's the same thing with ISIS too, though where they just like have randomly appeared again as like different organizations, but yeah. that are still ISIS. I
4: mean, but maybe the last sentence: uh, Al Baghdadi was killed in Idlib, three to five kilometers next to the Turkish border. Mm-hmm. He was about to move. To Jarablus, another Turkish occupied zone, it was also a Turkish occupied zone. He was about to move to Jarablus. He was uh, he even had a house over there. Mm. So, and this region is full of MIT secret service, Turkish secret service members. The Turk, the Turks, one hundred percent must have known yeah. where he is and what he's about. Uh, he's doing so. I think maybe history will reveal this facts. Um, probably the Americans will hide these facts because they have to work together with the Americans, uh, with mm-hmm. the Turkish people or uh, the Turkish state, sorry. Uh, yeah, but uh, history, like in, maybe in 20 years we're going to read a book with all the evidence. Seymour Hersh of Turkey <laughs> <laughs> come yeah. and...
3: Yeah. <laughs> it'll <laughs> definitely all come out far too late. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, it is obvious, but nobody gives a yeah. shit. Uh, I mean, yeah, we give a shit, but I mean like... Actually, Tur- like Turkey
4: was bombing uh, t- no. prisons and camps yeah, yeah, where yeah, ISIS exactly. fighters yeah, yeah. were held so not to kill them but <laughs> to really Free them, open the yeah. doors for them yeah. and, and we actually have seen it this week uh, two Dutch ISIS ladies uh, went to the Dutch embassy in Ankara applying to go to Back to to the Netherlands, mm. and they were the ones who were released or like bombed free mm. in from the Ain <laughs> camp. So we oh, uh, yeah. this, nobody talked about that, but I think this is going to be a huge thing because now they are also apply, applying for going back to Germany, oh, Belgium, nice. France, <laughs> Netherlands.
3: No, I, I'm sorry, I I feel no, I am in no way threatened by these people because these were criminals who are locked up. They break out of prison, assisted by the Turkish state, and go. Do you know what we need to do? Go to the authorities. <laughs> that's uh, that's
0: that's how less they fear yeah. the authorities. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess,
1: yeah. but well, like,
0: oh my god. Well, I thought I'd feel better after this episode, but wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine.
2: Well, we should maybe ask you what um, our listeners can do to show. I mean, you talked about sh- how important showing solidarity is um, to show solidarity with uh, the movement in Rojava. Um, the so we, we start. We, 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 we started. <laughs> yeah. uh,
4: maybe the, the the most important point to show you solidarity is by educate yourself. By educating mm-hmm. yourself, uh, by that I mean reading the theoretical books of this revolution about this revolution. There there are several books published in English and German and other languages, mm. which are setting or making clear the theoretical implications with, with that coming with that uh, revolution i think this would be the most long-term effect a positive effect but of course right now during times of concrete war uh, we have to go to the streets but not just protesting and saying hey waving our flags mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also showing civil disobedience exactly. for yeah. example by blocking check-in uh, offices yeah. desks uh, the of turkish airlines turkish airlines yeah. is owned 50% uh, owned by the turkish state yeah. they are doing services <laughs> for the military uh, in turkey as well so this is a good sign. but also uh, our th- th- like th- our own Enemies. I mean, the German banks or U.S. banks who are financing the regime yeah. in Ankara.
1: Or is it like and, and Or friends? Yeah, of course. I mean, they're always involved. the ones yeah. who are doing
4: the, the tanks, yeah. which are used in, in northern Syria against the revolution. So, I mean, educating yourself, going to demonstrations and showing civil disobedience. But if you are a rich listener, you can also donate money. Uh, I would say the best thing is the Kurdish Red Crescent uh, Heva Soda Kurt, uh, they are the only uh, NGO left in that region uh, mm-hmm. doing uh, huge and very important work, but they run out of medicine and right now. also
1: under attack by like a Turkish proxy. Like, yeah, four or five
4: uh, medicine workers were killed yeah. by the mercenaries of Turkey and by Turkish airplanes. Mm-hmm. So if you're a millionaire, but if you're also <laughs> just <laughs> earning <laughs> a, like uh, 2000 s- m- euros a month, you can yeah. like give 100 euros and yeah, yeah secu- s- saving
0: the people. We will put all these links in the show notes or descriptions yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. so good send to us, right? Yes, <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs>
3: and do you have anything yourself personally to plug, shout out? Where can people find you
4: online? <laughs> uh, people can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Kerem Schamberger if you want to be flooded with messages from Turkey, the Middle East and Kurdistan, and if you want to have a bad mood after going and checking your Facebook feed, uh, just follow me. I get that anyway. You might as well teach me some stuff. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, but uh, it's it's more important to listen to the voices coming from there now. And Mm -hmm. there are some voices. I'm constantly sharing their voices Mm -hmm. and tagging them and showing their names. So just don't follow me, but follow those people on the ground.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for being here. <laughs> <Yeah>. Then,
0: <laughs> thanks for inviting me. Oh, uh, thank you so much for coming. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I uh, you were one of the guests that Julia and I <laughs> wanted to like like were on like the top of our list of people to come, and you came. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> nagging you or having Julia slide into your DMs works. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but
4: actually, but I am more, uh, replying to almost all uh, all uh, emails, di- DMs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you hear that? If you want to get Kevin to come on your show, slide into <laughs> his he's, DM. He's, I thought I was special. He's <laughs> the German Noam Chomsky. Just send him an email. Yeah. He'll <laughs> get to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might take a while. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, that was our show for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that you guys all enjoyed it, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Ciao.
1: Ciao.